0: What's up everyone and welcome to another special episode of IndiePod where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today we have two of the team members from Visionaries, the studio behind the upcoming title known as Business Heroes Food Truck Simulation. Thanks for joining you two. Uh,
3: Thanks for having us Josh.
1: Hi Josh, thanks for having us.
0: No problem. No problem. And I'm glad that you both are here. Now, I talked about this beforehand. I wanted to do a little bit because uh, for anyone who listens to this, they know that I'm really, really bad at pronouncing people's names, but it actually was a lot easier uh, than than I anticipated. Um, but I'm going to let you each introduce yourselves uh, so I don't butcher it or do anything to uh, offend people because I I just, I can't do names. But what I can do is hand it off to you. So uh, why don't we go in order of the list we see on this actual call. Uh, And I want to know a little bit about you before we get into the game. So why don't you tell me a little bit how you got into game creation, how you got into the industry that you're in right now.
3: Okay. Um, Hi, uh, my name is Busayo Ajao. I'm in charge of marketing, communications, and content writing at Visionaries uh i was born in nigeria i live in nigeria uh how did i get into gaming earliest memories uh, mid 90s right um i remember going over to a friend's place we play contra streets of rage uh Mm -hmm. mortal Kombat, street fighter we played so much of street fighter back then that we one day we had an idea right we were just kids really but we had an idea to create our own video game uh it was the era of comics right so there were a lot of comics right. back then and we just thought yeah, you know you you draw right and then we'll get someone who would um who'd animate everything and get it to move on screen so we thought yeah. drawing was the hard part right so my friend um he was a very good artist um back then draw very well so he did most of the heavy lifting i'll just go over to his house and be like yo where where, where are we on the project and he'll show me oh i've drawn this i've drawn that he, he literally drew about 30 30 pages um of mm-hmm. really nice art um character animation scenes a lot of stuff but then we worked on it for like about well, three months or so before before i, I guess we kind of out, outgrew that outgrew that passion <laughs> <laughs> right so um Fast forward a few a few years, 2004, 2005. Um, my parents got us our first PC in the house, right? So I started playing Ages of Empire, um, Joan of Arc, a lot of Commandos. Then later, Need for Speed, Need for Speed Underground. It was, and I really, really enjoyed Need for Speed. Right? I I enjoyed the strategy games, um, Ages of Empire, Joan of Arc, but Need for speed was sort of on a different level, right? I played it for so long, right. I started dreaming of being a race car driver, right So mm. one morning one morning th- this was actually the first of the year, first of January. um it was new Year day, so we had every we had a lot of people in the house. So early one morning that morning i I took my parents' skis. we had a poio five hundred and four. It was very popular. Um, in Nigeria back then. So I took the keys and I went to try my hands on being a race car driver, right? Oh and I crashed the car. The car came oh, out, of- <laughs> out of the workshop, right? Um, it, it, it was a write off from there. And that was, I crashed the car and crashed my dreams of becoming a race car driver. So that was the end of it for me no more (laughs) need for speed (laughs) so i went went to went to see stuff like um monopoly tycoon um that's the the video game not the board game right so you you could you could set up different businesses casinos hotels um charge for services i learned a lot right um also played Uh multi tycoon i learned a, a lot of um entrepreneurship, management, economic strategy, it, it, it actually got me interested in, in that field. So- uh, um, Okay.
0: I was going to yeah. say, because based on what you're telling me, the way you started, I was like, I don't know how you got into a management, set oh, because right. going, going from this, this daredevil to, eh, why don't we get oh, right. a little safer? <laughs>
3: yeah. thanks, thanks for the trauma, right? Of crashing of question, <laughs> of passion. Uh, so So- so that's what it takes yeah (laughs) sometimes you never know you never know Uh, so you you you, one thing that that stands out for me looking back now is a lot of the games we play as kids actually influence the dreams that we dream right Mm -hmm. you you Mm -hmm. typically don't you're not really aware but it, it plays a very strong influence so um fast forward a few years Got into the university, studied physics. I wasn't too interested in physics at the time. So I spent all my time in the library reading Mm -hmm. business books about entrepreneurship and um, economics and all of that. So graduated, got a job project managing the startup of um, a business publication for entrepreneurs, investors, and managers. So i would write articles about the economy, about untapped business opportunities, um, what the government could do to foster public and private partnerships and also interview um, a lot of entrepreneurs right so mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. first real world experience of business um, entrepreneurship um, the trials and the joys right that it offers um, yeah. for sort of a few years again Kunal found me and um, now i get to um, do two things i love write and talk about video games and play them, right? <laughs> so I'm the best of awesome. both worlds, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good segue too. Uh, Kunal, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself then? So yes, uh,
1: um, hi everyone listening, uh, I'm Kunal Agora. I'm the producer and game designer of Business Heroes. I'm also the founder of Visionaries. I was born and raised in Mauritius. I don't know if you know Mauritius, Josh.
0: No, I have no idea
1: it's a tiny tropical island on the east coast of africa Uh, okay yeah so uh, my background is in art and design and um i i went into that direction for for two reasons uh so from since school time i've i've studied art and design and my in university also my my sister is a great artist and uh, i was really inspired by her, her art from a young age and I we just try to imitate everything she does in terms of sketching painting and drawing um, and also uh, i've 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 been interested in game design at at a young age we in Mauritius we didn't have access to all the different um type of games that you had in in the western world right so right, we're, right. we're still a developing country and um so we monopoly was the go to board game and that's what we would play most of the time. I remember me and my cousin, we would play Monopoly for hours and hours during the holidays. Sometimes wow. we would get to like 22 matches a day. Oh and my goodness. Yeah, so I, I knew we knew everything by heart. Uh, so uh, then we tried to make our own board games. Uh, I, I, I tried making my own board games with cardboard and dice and I would steal mm-hmm. buttons from my mom uh to 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 work like uh little pawns but um right yeah so how, that's how we, uh I got interested into uh, game design. Then um my cousin got a PC. Uh it was around the around two 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 thousand, nineteen ninety eight, two thousand I think. Uh and then we were playing Red Alert June and all those strategy games. Uh right. at that time these were like big right yeah yeah. Um so, fast forward a few years, I got my own PC, and um, I was able to look into the background of game design and the programming side of things. I remember I was playing Street Fighter, and I, I went uh, and, and looked at the files, and I wanted to edit the files so that I pressed one button and it does all the combos. That was fun. <laughs> uh, so, I was able to do that. After my... Um, uh, completing my master's in digital film and animation uh, i've applied into a few game design company mm-hmm. but uh, i got an offer into a different industry it was a great offer which i couldn't refuse so i said yes um, and i i've been playing games in my spare time um, and mostly tycoon strategy and uh, business simulation games. Right. Uh, I've always wanted to run my business. And during the past 10 years, I've started a few uh, tech startups. One of them okay. was a, <laughs> a game design company when uh, the iPhone uh, and app store was uh, starting to take off. Uh, uh-huh. it, was uh-huh. a, it was a game called Brandy, Brandy App. Uh, when uh, Draw Something was famous, I thought I could um, make a game where you draw brands of... Uh, other uh like of of companies based on what the other player is suggesting
0: uh, oh okay right. that's an interesting idea
1: yeah so uh so I, I i did everything on paper but when it was time to do the development it it was too costly so i couldn't i couldn't go ahead with it
0: right uh, but it also feels like that might get into like a legal territory right if yes. you're doing like other people's brands i can see that being a little bit of a slippery slope
1: yeah yeah true so there there was going to to be a, a lot of investment in the back end side where the companies themselves they would come and put their logos there and they they would get data on how people see their 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 brand right depending uh-huh. on the location
3: right so
1: it was a big investment, right? So you have to come can, uh, contact all these companies and get the yeah. permission and get them uh, to to bind to the ideas. So I dropped that, and uh, yeah. So here, fast forward another few years. Uh, here we are with Visionaries.
0: Wow! Tell tell me a little bit about Visionaries. How did how did you get started with this? Because you you mentioned you were the founder, correct?
1: Yes, correct. Um, so I I really like to. Three years ago, four years ago, I, I got lucky. I got into an MBA program and um, uh, during the course, they used a lot of games, uh, simulation, basic simulations to teach us concepts. Hmm. Uh, they are not complex, right? They are very simple, like Excel sheet, just number based. Um, right. And for, for an audience who are used to football managers, they are risk or even line. This is like uh, the... A very basic type of game, but they are very useful to teach you uh business concepts. And I was amazed that uh it's such a renowned university. It's actually number one in Asia. Uh, they they mm-hmm. use games in um, uh, so it's HKUST, so Hong Kong uh, Science and Technology University. Um, wow. They they use games to teach us business concepts. And I thought that was awesome. And I I thought of the the next business I was going to going to start needs to be something that would positively impact the world, um, trying to s- solve the major problems we have currently in the world. And um, so I went I went back to the drawing board. I was like, OK, how can I use this knowledge now that I have it? Um, I looked at the 10 biggest prob- global problem in the world and thought of uh, how we can tackle these and while I, I can I, I do something that I really enjoy, which is you know game designing, right? Um, and providing fun and entertainment. So uh, we three of the problems are uh, lack of lack of education, inequality, and unemployment. So if we are able to, I was thinking, if we are able to motivate people, build confidence, and educate them. Uh, around the world to like start their own business, just like Busayo wanted to become a race car driver, right? <laughs> uh, if we if we instill the same principle uh, in people, they might be inspired to to start a business because they know the basics,
0: right? So right.
1: that's how as long as you're started. not inspiring
0: them to all become race car drivers, that might be too yeah. dangerous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So so that's that's the that's what that's where it clicked. That's where like visionary was born. Um mm-hmm. I, I thought mm-hmm. of myself, I i had no clue of history uh before I played Civilization and Age of Empires. And they helped me understand the history of the world and I thought if we uh, set up a company that would provide such type of game where you, you can understand the basics of business. Um uh, and it doesn't matter which field you go in in the future, whether it's science, engineering, you have a, a little bit of a background, then you can push your innovation towards making it into a business. Yeah. And that would, yeah. yeah. So that would improve uh, everybody's uh, life uh, in, in general, not only tackle those three problems I mentioned, but also for us, we get better services, we get better products
0: mm-hmm, and you know,
1: mm-hmm. better life
0: right you No, know, i love the 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 mission behind it i love the the vision that you have as far as uh benefiting not only yourself but the world around you through this uh form of gamification if you will um before we dive into the game, because I think this is a pretty good segue to start actually talking about it, since it has such good ties in with that uh, company vision of yours. But before we do that, kind of tell me about the company a little bit on like how you formed, because Basayo, you didn't start uh, immediately with them, did you?
3: Um, so, so at uh, I I joined probably. A few months after, um, Kunal, um, really got things going. So I joined mm-hmm. pretty early, actually. Um, okay. I was supposed to be, I, I pretty much supposed to be, I was supposed to be the first, um, staff to have signed on, but I hesitated a bit and, um, someone else signed on before me.
0: Oh, I so gotcha. What, what was your hesitation? What, what, uh, what was, uh, that thing so, that, that so, kept you?
3: So I was doing something else full-time, right? Ah, okay. Um, at the time. So, um... I was. I tried to wrap that up before switching over you. to this,
0: right? Okay, that makes sense. No, I thought yeah. it was something more of like the the vision or or no no not no. I was still sure. so
3: into it. So it, I always knew, right, that I was going to be full time um, a part of this. It was just more of a matter of how soon can you wrap this up, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, that as soon makes as I saw the vision, I, I knew this is what, this is what I was going to do, right? It just I just needed to wrap things up. So, but before I could wrap things up, um, someone else signed on before me. <laughs> oh.
0: <sighs> See, so, you snooze, you lose. You'll you never be, be the first. Now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. That's so, a shame. Kunal? Well, that's okay. I mean, there's no, there's no uh, harm in being second, I guess, unless no. you were even later. But anyway, uh, all tell me a little bit uh, about um how it's been trying to to bring people on, especially with this vision, because I I can't imagine this being a hard sell when you have such a good pitch, right? Have most people been very, you know, when you reach out or uh, as far as like who you're trying to look for, has it been a process where a lot of people gravitate towards it just because of the underlying passion that you're bringing to the table?
1: Um, okay, uh, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't been that easy. So we went through a long process because uh, as a startup, unless you have a, a, a team and a product to show it's hard to get good people to leave their job and join you
0: right right
1: and um that was the main issue I faced where I had no product to show. I just had this vision and this this mission for the company and uh some fund which which is also uh limited in nature of so course. uh it 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 was not easy like busayo I wanted to get busayo on on board from uh, from the very beginning, right? It took me more than six months to convince him, and he finally joined. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, we we were also um, very selective in our hiring process to to get people from diverse background from all around the world. So, like Visionaries is a hundred percent remote, right? We started hmm. during COVID and we started remotely. So we didn't have to transition into, into that work style. Right. Right. Yeah. So we were able to, uh, to convince Hongjin, although he, he was a tough negotiator because, uh, uh, we had nothing to showcase. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's, he, he, he is dedicated to the vision and the mission of the company. And just like that, uh, we were able to get our composer, our artist. They were all, um, they they all agreed to a very good deal uh, in order to support the mission and the vision of the company. Right, um, right.
0: So I think I think one of my favorite uh, not to cut you off, but I think we didn't really mention this because uh, we talked about it before we started recording. But one of my favorite things about this uh, from your team that I didn't know until talking with you is that you have this international powerhouse where you mentioned that you're all remote, but what you didn't mention on this recording is just where each person is located. And you kind of are all over the world, which I think gives you such a good advantage from the perspective of if you're doing something that is from a business, of how does running a business, starting a business become impacted when you're in so many different locations, right? What does it mean to try and be an entrepreneur in you know Florida, where I'm from? Or what does it mean in uh you know different parts of the world
1: yeah yeah true true so hongjin our our lead dev is in is in singapore adam um our second dev is in london and we have sheher uh, our environment artist she's in pakistan david our music composer is in virginia us z our character artist is in vienna and as you mentioned uh Busayo mentioned uh, he's from Nigeria, and I'm in the Middle East. So we cover most of the globe. And yeah. um, the the reason why it's it's important to have a strong uh, vision and mission is everybody is working independently, and mm-hmm. if if they do not have this, uh, the the reason why they are doing it, they they will not one they they will not be engaged, and they will not be delivering. Um, open the expectation that we have as a
0: company. Right, right. If you don't feel excited or you don't feel uh energized by the the vision or you can't clearly see the vision, then you're not going to want to put in that that extra effort or you're not going to want to put in even 100% because to you it's just like oh it's just a job, right? Whereas this is different. You're passionately working. It's it's a job obviously, but you're doing something because you love it, you love the idea of what's to come, of what, you know, What fulfillment you'll get out of it from accomplishing it, you know?
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah. And and we are also uh, always hiring, right? Animators, developers, writers, and researchers. Like if you're passionate about business simulation games and the impact it can have uh, uh, on on the world, just get in touch uh, with us on Twitter uh, at (laughs) Visionaries. Yeah.
0: There you go, nice little uh, nice little plug. Um, let's, let's dive into the actual game itself, because we've kind of tiptoed around what this is based on your mission, based on what we've talked about uh, in the first half of this. But I want to actually give you time to just give your elevator pitch. you know what is this game? What is uh, business heroes all about?
3: Okay, so um, Business Heroes' food truck simulation is a bugger truck business simulation. Um, it's a loving homage to classic business simulation games. So generally you you grow your burger truck business from the ground up, um, selling burgers for profit. So you start from scratch, right? With just mm-hmm. a little bit of cash and a small burger bike, um nothing fancy just the basics you can put out a good burger and some drink but you need to purchase add-ons for some drinks right to to sell drinks so nothing fancy mm-hmm. you start small and then you manage your operations manage your finances um try to grow the business and while you're doing this you would overcome um the real world challenges that that we designed into it right so it's a 2.5 d recreation of classic business simulation games, that's more complex. Um, it's family friendly and um, contemporary.
0: I love so, it. Awesome. Uh, let me ask you this before we dive into the actual game too much. <laughs> yeah, I love that you have this mission. You have this teaching people. You have you know the idea of getting people to not be as afraid of being an entrepreneur and starting their own type of company and teaching them a lot of those those more complex uh terms and, and you know uh, so, introspective ideas.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh why a food truck business?
1: Right. Um so so I'll take on that question. Um so the the game is a spiritual success of, of Lemonade Tycoon. Uh, and okay. we we've we've done research, uh thorough research on a lot of games that touched uh the, the business side of things and had potential. Mm-hmm. and lemonade tycoon striked us a lot it has a lot of potential but it was not uh, uh developed and uh, like explored enough mm. so we transferred that game loop uh so inspired by this game we transferred it into a food truck simulation uh so instead of uh, so you you would be building your product by and by, by creating your burger recipe and It is very accessible to people, right? Let's say you want to start a business. You won't be able to start a car company, which uh, like there are many games out there where you you have a lot of funding at the beginning to to, uh, start big companies, right? Like you can send people to space, you can build car Mm -hmm. companies, you can build like a a, a resort or a zoo. But in general, people won't have that much money, that much cash. But uh, with a food truck, it's accessible to most people. You can in uh, you you can save your money uh, with like three three thousand dollars start a food truck business. So that yeah. is why we picked food truck uh, as, okay. as our as a theme. Now um Lemonade Tycoon was the was the base and we, we explored other games and we wanted to add elements of games we loved playing, like capitalism and gazillionaire and free enterprise. You know, these we have elements from this game embedded into uh, business heroes food truck simulation. And um yeah, that's that's to answer your question why it's uh, a
0: <laughs> food truck all right. I mean I think I think it makes sense and I also think that it's an easy thing to start with because I feel like if you did try to go too deep into a lot of these terms or a lot of the you know the facets that come with a, a business, you might scare off some people, right? So I think it is a much more um just accessible enticing type of it's it's relatable you're like oh i i'm running a burger stand like i can i can you know reasonably comprehend that pretty easily and then dive into more complex topics later on
1: yeah Um, exactly exactly it comes with game literacy we thought uh you know we we have this huge gaming uh community and if we if we give them a business simulation as complex like a game like eve online or stellaris uh, they mm-hmm. might get scared, and they they won't. They you know it's it's it would be tedious to, to start playing this game. But if you get something simple, get them involved and in, uh, and and start with something, well, slightly more complex than it was, uh, like ten years or yeah, I think it's twenty years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was actually Lemon Attack. I don't I don't know if you if you knew that, Josh. In two thousand and three, it was the most downloaded game. Uh, based wow. on how we start. Yeah. Huh. And uh, uh I know a lot of people who really enjoyed playing Lemony Tycoon and I, I just feel like it, it needs a, a comeback. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this could be it. This could be yeah. the comeback.
1: The spiritual well, success. I- yeah. I
0: love that, um this actually brings me to one of the points that I wanted to talk about, which is the evolution of management games and kind of where you feel you fit into to this piece right like I think the biggest question around creating this game that is so much more um tailored to a a learning perspective is really my my question comes to like what's the difference in your mind? From your games and and others that have been in the past uh, that that takes you know that that next step for you like what in your game is that that uh, shining factor of difference between other management sims and why this one is going to go leaps and bounds to get people past that fear of entrepreneurship
1: um so. Based on our research, we found out that during the nineties there was a, a peak release of business simulation games, right? It was balanced mm-hmm. between business side and uh uh the building and decoration side. Right. So while it evolved, while the industry evolved, it evolved towards the uh decorations, uh planning, building side of things. And the, the business side was left aside uh, unexplored. Some game did it, uh like Gear City, uh, Computer Tycoon, Capitalism Lab, uh, Football Mm -hmm. Manager, of course, Um, (laughs) which which is a a, you know a big IP. Right. But but in general, most of the of the uh, tycoon games, how they call it, how we call it in this in the in the industry, um, is geared towards building, uh, setting up your operations. You know, laying out laying out uh, the tracks. For example, if you if you're talking about railroad. Tycoons, which um, uh, we've inspired a little bit.
3: Yeah, so um, I guess what I'm trying to explain is um, Railroad Tycoon 3, right, um, Mm -hmm. is a very popular, very popular, um, it was very popular back in the day. And while there are a lot of popular train games today, um, most of them are more about building a transportation network, right? than they're more concerned with the actual strategizing and decision-making that growing a railway company requires. There are a couple of good ones, very good ones, like um, Railway Empire, um, Transport Transport Fever 2, yeah? Um, They come pretty close, but they just don't hit it, right? But they're pretty good. Um, So it's something that a lot of mature gamers miss. people who played those games back in the 20s, right? It's something that a lot of them miss. Um, and also something that, in our opinion, newer gamers aren't um, getting enough of. So uh, our goal for this game is threefold, right? But before that, one other thing we, we try to fit into the game, right? And I'm gonna say something much later down the line about this thing about education and learning. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll make a note about that, right? But one other thing we try to, <laughs> because it, it's, it, I mean, uh, we, we we learned very very early that you put education in front of people who are looking to play a game and you get a very bad response. So <laughs> we, we learned that pretty we learned that pretty early, right? Um, right? So one one thing that we we included in in the game is um, a a wholesome perception of the entrepreneur so there's a story element in the game right um and it's it's master lee uh master lee was the or is the wealthiest entrepreneur who ever lived according to the game right so right. he's old um unmarried um he's about to retire and he has been unable to find a successor right for for his business and he searched has tried all the conventional ways tried hiring it hasn't worked right so refusing to accept defeat he set up um, a business simulation to get to the entire ends of the earth across the world to try and find who can succeed him in his business and he calls he calls that category of individual um true business heroes so that's how the business heroes world was formed in game right and while people are while while players are playing you would have to meet the standards of master lee for a true business hero so today there is a very popular notion of um, entrepreneurs being money driven uh, profit driven group driven and all of that and while to an extent that's true there's also the flip side of it where um, you have entrepreneurs who, yes, they care about profit, but they also care about their staff. They also care about um, societal impact. So those are the type of entrepreneurs that Master Lee is looking for. So while we're playing on your journey. Um, to build your burger truck business, you, Master Lee is going to be checking: uh, Are you growing profit? Are you profitable? How how are you balancing that with your staff welfare? Are you looking after them? Are you training them? Are you concerned? Also, what's your societal impact? So hopefully, at the end of the day, you you play you play the game and then you leave with an impression that hmm, um, yeah, I I I, I might care about the society. I should care about the society. I should care about staff, and it's not just about profit. Right. So he also yeah. plays a a, um, a mentoring role in the game where he'll, he'll if if he notices you're not probably um, paying attention to your staff welfare and is affecting your business he he'll, he'll pop up and say hey you should you should watch your staff happiness right if they're happy they, they serve customers better so yeah those those, <laughs> those are those are funny things that we we try to we try to add to to kind of make it slightly different from what's um, what's generally, what's common in the um, business simulation genre today, right? There are a number of things um, as well, but we'll we'll get into those in in a few minutes. So our goal for this game really is threefold. Um, The first one is we want to give um, more mature players who miss um, playing those business simulation games of the early 20s, a modern recreation of the genre they loved, right? Yeah. Um also we want adolescents of today to share the same experience we had, right? Playing business simulation games while growing up and hopefully, hopefully, maybe influence um their goal in life, maybe influence a few of them, right? Influence the kind of goals that they pick or choose in life. Um, then the third one is we want to use this game as as a stepping stone or a learning curve, so to speak, for more complex business simulation games in the future. So we have a ton of ideas, right? That we want to to implement really complex, complex mechanisms and all of that. But for this game, we deliberately um, kept the scope of complexity to where it is, so right. we can learn. So we can learn about it, right? Learn about the process. Learn about um, how, what it takes to to put a game out there. Learn about how People respond to complexity, and then um, in our forthcoming games, we can now go all out in terms of in terms of how complex um, we want to design um, future games.
0: Right? This is, yeah, this is <laughs> it's really cool because uh, what it kind of reminds me of is um, this is a weird comparison, but okay. when I was a kid, I used to play computer games. Uh, specifically as as a child, there was a series called Jumpstart. Okay. Uh, and, and Jumpstart was this, when you're in first grade, you play this game. When you're in second grade, you play this game. And it was an educational game that would teach you different things about, you know, like math, of reading, of of whatever, of just basic skills. And yeah. this has very much a similar feeling to me, um, yeah, but a... from the adult side of like, <laughs> almost like this is your first grade of business etiquette is like, okay, <laughs> run this burger stand. And then it's like, yeah. oh, you ran the burger stand? Okay, here's second grade. Like here's a, 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 a you know, a much more mm-hmm. uh, complex it's business. Complex and it's like, yes, yeah, yes, I, yes, I really yes, like yes. the idea of having this kind of series that goes in with uh, o- almost like a, a an educational of like, you could, uh, it's weird because and one of my questions was going into like is there any idea of you know depending on how much you get from a an educational purpose of of trying to push this into like business schools and having this as like a a you yeah. know
1: yeah <laughs> okay. so first and foremost um you know fun and entertainment is our primary goal we we want to provide uh fun and entertainment to our players Uh, the educational part is subsidiary right it comes in the background now Mm -hmm. if we made if we make a game good enough uh that teachers would love to use it in their curriculum right even if it's at university level we would happily do that right we 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 have a plan to approach um like schools colleges and universities to uh, get them involved, I actually have a plan to approach my um, community in uh, Hong Kong uh, University of Science and Technology to to review the game in terms of the business side of things and how we we made the mechanics run and all those things because there is a right. huge community of of business simulation gamers uh, for M- for MBAs and business classes right they they have tournaments every year uh on how (laughs) how you set up your product how you price your product which which uh segment you go for it it, it's a whole different world that i've I've, i didn't know existed and they all they are all done with just like number games so there's nothing visual
0: oh wow okay
1: yeah yeah it's but it's amazing that they have tournaments you have prizes and it's 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 um it's quite well known in in this community of uh, business education so uh, business heroes food truck simulation is is the less complex one right just like you mentioned Josh uh, it's it's the is the beginning of everything um, so we want to have several games that we'll be releasing in the future that would increase in complexity and uh, our ultimate goal is is to have this uh, metaverse business simulation game where you can Go in and start uh, any kind of business you want. There will be, it will have its own economy and all like all NPC that will have uh, requirements on a daily basis, and this will give you a a, like if you if you want to start a business and you want to give it a try without having to start um, uh, in real life, right? You just go into that world, give it a try, and see how it works, and you know ins and out. They will have. Like you know, you can go very deep into the simulation, how realistic you want it. But uh, overall, fun and entertainment is our focus. And if uh, if universities and and school would 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 like to uh, you know have this game into their curriculum, we would be very happy to accommodate. Yeah.
0: yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it it would be. So interesting to have it as part of those, those competitions you mentioned, or just to be included at all for that matter. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about what your uh, development looks like as far as the cycle goes, because you have this one that you're currently working on. You have all these that are, you know, slated for, for down the road. I'm sure there's a lot more that goes into it rather than, you know, the, the metaverse idea is, is uh, great, but I'm sure that's going to take a lot of time. What is what does your uh, cycle look like at at this point, especially for simulation?
1: Right. So at the moment, we have uh, we are working only on Business Heroes Food Truck Simulation. While we are growing the company, uh, we are brainstorming other ideas for the next game. We 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 only ha- have one game in development, uh, but we are uh brainstorming about the metaverse on a regular basis, I would say once every quarter, and we brainstorm the next release uh similarly once once every quarter. So Yay. yeah. It's it we, we we don't have a schedule for several uh, other games. The, the the next one is going to be uh more of um modable, expandable game by the community. This oh, one is cool. This one is, is closed because of uh, you know, the scope. as a starter, right. we wanted to keep it small and um, easily reachable. The next one, we will have the community involved. Because as a company, you can't like yes, you can have a hit for the first game and then uh, you know do awesome. But that's in very rare cases. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we are trying to build a community to uh, spread the word around you know, see how people want business simulation game to evolve because we have an idea, but it might not be what people want.
0: Right, and that goes into having a modded community where you can actually change it and make it into what they want. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Um, I I love that idea. Let's talk a little bit about just before we uh, wrap this up. I have a couple more questions I want to go through. Um, We've talked a lot about the high level of this game, but what is the, you know, that loop? What is the, the, uh, my actual actions? What am I really doing? How do I run this burger stand?
1: Okay, so um, before we get to the core gameplay loop, I, I have to talk about the city selection because it matters into a lot when, when you're starting the game. so you can pick from uh, twelve different uh, countries to start from, and mm-hmm. um, the, the currency will change to match that of the country, and the pricing of the ingredient will will change to match that of the countries right so Very cool. it, and also the weather. Will match uh, the city that you're starting your business in. So, if you're starting in Moscow in Ru- in Russia, for example, uh, or Ontario in Canada, th- these are very hard uh, places to start a burger truck business because it's snowing. Uh, you know, you won't have a lot of people queuing in the cold weather. So that will affect the profitability of your of your enterprise. Whereas if you start a business in uh, Washington DC, then you you can have a long queue and m- be more profitable. So the weather matter, uh, uh, the the country you start in matters because of your product pricing impact. Mm-hmm. Now coming to the game loop, it's a day and night game loop. You make your decision at night and you watch it play during the day, just like uh, in like football manager, where you, you right. set up all your decision before your big match and then uh, watch it play. So Um, at night you can do everything you would do uh, in a business so you set up not everything but most of the important things such as setting up your product uh, like for for this uh, business simulation like for food truck simulation it's going to be setting up your your burger recipe we have nine different customer segments, and they all have different desires. They all have different price sensi- uh, sensitivity. So your the, the way you set up your, your product could be just as an exploration phase where you explore which uh, cons- uh, customer segment you will be targeting, or you you can go directly to a specific customer segment because that information is already available. So you set up gotcha. your product. You buy your inventory for the next day that you'll use to sell your product. Uh, You you can choose to upgrade your stand and buy uh, elements that will increase your burger um, quality or uh, increase the the service provided. You can also Mm -hmm. improve your staff, like train them and uh, increase or decrease their salary or pay them a bonus. That would make them happier and, of course, Uh, serve the clients better and then you press play and then you watch the simulation go you get feedback from your customer look at all your finances uh the feedback and see how you can improve for the next day and rinse and repeat so this is the core gameplay loop for business heroes food truck simulation
0: very cool i mean it sounds fun it sounds like uh, a lot of planning and kind of seeing how it, uh, turns out. I I love the idea of having this, this vision in mind of like, Oh, I have the perfect way to do it. And then finding out either a, it it works out or B it it totally goes the opposite direction that you were anticipating. Um, Exactly. so I, I think it's, I think it's great. I love the idea of having the multiple locations. Um, and that goes into that whole international side of having different perspectives. I do have one question about this because um uh, both of you mentioned having very you know uh very business heavy backgrounds from a perspective of you know an MBA or just being very interested in in these different facets um are there any other people on on board on the team or is it just you from having that technical expertise like wh- where are we maybe not technical ac- expertise but just that that uh expertise and knowledge where are you getting a lot of this information from you know how are you making sure that you're uh, sticking to the right uh, legitimate um, information I guess
1: okay uh, so how close is it to reality you mean right the equations and everything. yes
0: that is that is exactly what I said in a much longer statement
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've I've based myself on what I've learned during my uh, MBA and uh, on all the resources that was provided to me in forms of books and and articles now I have uh a a good group of MBAs uh, who are reviewing the game and helping me out in the in the uh, mechanics side of things, and Perfect. I take that on board. Yeah. Uh, but the the challenge we are facing is if you make it realistic, right? It's not going to be fun. Ninety ninety yeah. yeah. percent of the startup fails. So we thought about. Uh, making failure part of the game where it's it's as hard as uh as the roguelike games you know where uh-huh, you yeah. die anytime uh now we are really we are still undecided on this either we make it uh, realistic which is going to be very hard and only 10% would go to would be profitable and and be able to grow their company or we make it fun and entertaining in terms of uh letting like giving uh uh like pushes positive uh influx of money here and there for the player to feel that they are accomplishing something you know they they are achieving their goal and reinforcing the fact that they can do it and just go out and try it so it's it's very hard to balance those two
0: Hmm. yeah i can i can imagine that being a struggle um yeah you have to make it and i guess it does it does play into that you know you're 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 wanting it to be fun and entertainment first so it has to have a little bit of that um you know gamified like here's a little push to help you rather than it being as defeating uh as some of those roguelikes as you said of just being like you know what you're gonna fail a lot <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it is a harsh reality. Um, that being said, there were some points that you gave me of of like talking points and things that you wanted to cover. One of them just said Kickstarter question mark, and I, I I'm very interested. Are you putting on a Kickstarter? Um, we have a Kickstarter planned um, in the mm-hmm. coming
3: months. Um, still early days, but the pre-launch page is up on Kickstarter. Um, we're going there for three reasons. One is for, of course, obviously funding um to improve the game. The way the game is designed now, um we can finish it. However, there are some improvements that we would want to make that will require um more money. Uh also down the line we would also want to go um, get on mobile platform, right? We want to pause it uh, for mobile. Yeah. yeah so yeah. um with more funding we can do that faster, right? right. So um that's one reason. The second reason uh, is game validation um, from a larger audience right so mm-hmm. we have we, we've been getting good feedback about the game from a smaller um, from a smaller segment of, of potential players and mm-hmm. shout out to shout out to the tycoon subreddit um they've been really yeah they've been really really um, giving us feedback and correcting us um, with stuff they've really been supportive. Um, but we we want to take it to a larger audience right and see and see what they think right so yeah, that's the second yeah. reason then the third one of course, is um community development so we want to use it as a platform to really launch a community around around the game um, going going down the line we'll, we'll be doing a lot of um community led development so to speak where we're developing stuff but with a lot of input from um the core community people who really love business simulation games and um they're very particular about the kind of things that they're looking for so the 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 more the merrier so to speak right in that regard yeah. so those are the three goals for for the kickstarter right um
0: wow. yeah cool. so any so we, any idea any idea as far as like a release window of when that might go live when that might so Currently, we don't have a solid date yet,
3: but it's okay. most likely going to come um, come up before um, December
0: okay okay that's cool and of course for people listening if you don't know you can easily go to that kickstarter page and there is a notify button that will make it so you're basically watching it it's kind of like wishlisting a game that way whenever the page does go live you'll be able to be notified about it and immediately see the the kickstarter page we'll we'll be sure to uh, grab that from the team and make sure that that's part of our our notes when we post this episode just so that Uh, you know, all of you can find that Kickstarter page. Um, But that being said, I wanted to round this all up with one last piece, uh, which is really just kind of lessons learned. And uh, I love talking to developers uh, for games and just kind of, you know, tips and advice for getting into the industry or, or, Uh, just anything in general because there's so many facets that come to game development you know what are some things that you've learned along the way that either you might have done differently or things that went well from a project perspective
3: all right so (laughs) okay so there are a lot of lessons right i'm sure a ton ton of lessons and it's still very much an ongoing journey so we're still very much on the process um but i guess we'll, we'll We'll probably talk about this um, in under three segments um, team building, development, and marketing, right? So okay. I'll, take, I'll take the marketing side. Um, Kunal will handle team building and um, the game development. So for me, one of them was there's, there's this thing, um, is very popular um, in the business world. They say, sell a painkiller, not a vitamin. Right, I don't know if you've heard about it before, but it's a very Mm. popular saying sell a painkiller, not a vitamin. So, because of how um, the company started, how we started designing the game, right? I guess we made the assumption that when you see a video game, you're going to think it's fun and you're gonna think it's entertaining. So we took that for granted, right? And started pushing a lot of the business education side of things and the business learning side of things. So we put that in front, right? And mm-hmm. uh, we, quickly, we quickly learned that, you know, video games, they offer an escape from the real world, right? So people generally wouldn't want to carry, when, when, whenever they hear, education they're thinking tedious right right so right. they really wouldn't want to carry that tediousness from the real world and put it in a video game where they're trying to escape from that tediousness right if mm-hmm. if you if you check our website you'd still see um at the bottom of it where we said business concepts right so we tried i i try to push the business side of the game put it in front and put the fun and entertainment part behind. And I quickly learned that that was putting the cart before the horse, right? So for us, the painkiller is fun and entertainment while the vitamin is education and learning. So that was something that I I had to relearn again, right? Put it in the right order. Identify your painkiller, identify what the vitamin is and push the painkiller, not the vitamin so that yeah. that was one i learned um all right so as as a new indie developer right you don't have a trailer yet you don't have any polished gameplay um video right, right. you you, all you have are rough assets and you want to start attracting attention you want to start getting feedback the those assets are those type of assets are going to be attracting developers mainly developers right and just a sprinkle of early adopters until mm-hmm. you have a proper trailer or a solid gameplay video, you're not going to be attracting, quote-unquote, gamers, right? So um, at the beginning of things, I, I, I was beating my head against the wall. That, oh, man, I want to, to attract more gamers. Why, 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 why are we just getting indie devs, right? Until I, I, I got to realize, right, it is totally fine. Nah. Indie right. devs are one of the most... They have one of the most supportive communities out there, right? So it's okay to be attracting indie devs at that stage. They are very supportive, they will support you, and they do buy indie games. You know? So there, there's 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 this misconception that uh they're just indie devs, they, they probably won't buy a game. They do, they do buy a game, they do buy games and they'll support you. So be more concerned about having a way to gather that interest so make sure you have your newsletter set up right Uh um so when when you're getting that attention from indie devs you're capturing that interest and 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 nurturing that relationship right you know you have a newsletter or a, a steam wish list so don't don't bother focus on developing the game put your assets out there you're going to be getting um love from indie devs take that love right Reciprocate, work with early um, nurture the relationship with them, nurture the relationship with a few early adopters that you have until you have solid, um, polished assets. Now, when you do have something polished to show, maybe like a trailer or um, a solid gameplay um, video or a demo, if your game is suited for that, not all games are suited for demos. uh, For sure, make sure or try as much as possible, right? to release it with an announcement um, so your polished assets are like ammunition right so sure. you want to you want to be sure that you maximize them as much as you can now you, it, depending on your resources or your skill set you might create a number of trailers I've seen people create announcement trailers Kickstarter trailers um, gameplay trailers, different trailers so Depending on your skill set or your budget, if you have just one trailer, um, a few gameplay videos ready, be sure, right? Try as much as possible to maximize the impact of putting them out. So how do you do that? Make sure you tie it with the release of something important. Maybe maybe you're launching your Steam page, right? Maybe you want to launch a Kickstarter, right? Maybe you're going to be on the Steam Festival or um, even if it's a beta testing phase or even you're launching a Discord server, right? Just be sure when you're launching when you're putting out assets that look really good, try and tie it in with um, an event such that it's an announcement right and this presupposes that from the beginning you'd have sort of a roadmap of saying, what are the significant events that are going to happen between when I start developing this game and when I put it out for initial for for release right so um, maybe you want to launch a Discord server around the way, maybe you're going to put out a newsletter, maybe you're going to launch a Steam page, you're going to do beta testing, you're going to plan to join a Steam festival. You list all of them out and look uh, and sort of map them with polished assets that you'll be creating, right? So when you have something really nice to show, don't rush and put it out yet. Look at your, look at your roadmap. Okay, what's the next thing, right? And then, bam, launch it with, with that so it, it it sort of increases your bang for your buck as they say right um also try to save your most impactful assets for when you're getting closer to when people can play your game right so uh with game dev the most the most influential or most important form of marketing is having people actually play your game and tell their friends about it right yeah. so if you put out if you put out uh, maybe your trailer or one of your main key assets very early and you're not close to any time when people will be able to play your game, either as a demo or as a beta or early access, people would forget, right? You see a lot of triple A's. they can put out a trailer two years, one year before they have anything people can play, right? But they have the marketing budget to sustain um, people's attention. As an indie dev, we don't have that. We don't have that. So yeah. save your assets, right? Save your assets. <laughs> the more important the assets, save it for when you're going to have something people can play. So you put it out there and you make an announcement, okay, this game is going to be available for um, demo or whatever. So so very close to when people can play it. So you, you have maximum attention. You have, they're still, they're still hot, right? They're still hot from seeing um, what you put out so For those sure. are those are like the main lessons
0: yeah i mean those those are a good amount but they all have uh a lot of weight to them i think that people listening if they're interested in in getting into this field yeah. or you know uh, want to know more about indie development a lot of those pieces will really help you go uh, a long way uh kunal how about yourself
1: yeah um of course uh, starting a um uh, an indie studio is not easy uh, I, I did learn a lot, but if you start with the why, right, as I mentioned before, why we are starting this company, um, the the mission and the vision, it's it it makes it easier to take decision throughout the lifetime of the company, and uh, especially when it comes to the game design, uh, where we 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 focus on providing fun and entertainment while we are developing a game that would solve three major problems in the world. So I, I would say starting with the while and communicating that why to your team or potential uh, team members is very important. Um, right. A lot of game studios would start uh, just with, uh, they, they are inspired by doing by an idea and they want to do uh, this game because they love the idea. We had awesome games and great content this week. Uh, but not everything is created equal. There are the other side of things where you can create a game company with a specific purpose and a specific vision, and that would help you set up your team, you know, uh, set up your plan for the future and, uh, and build, up, build up on that. So the, the other thing we've learned is uh, to get early feedback from your uh, core community. So we, we started to push out UI design and concepts and game mechanics article on, our, on the tycoon sub, subreddit. Big thank you to Tycoon Subreddit and all the members. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are great. So we, we got early feedback, like we didn't even have to do the game uh, or put it into motion the like in all the development that needs to go in to get feedback. We got feedback on on just writing and pushing out like uh, mockups and designs and uh, UI uh, rough drafts. And we've implemented those changes. One of the most, um, I would say, important feedback we received was about accessibility and inclusion. We had three versions of the UI. The first one was just a rough draft, uh, because we wanted to uh, to get the game out and give it uh, to players to, uh, and, and have them play it. Uh, then we realized that okay, the, the UI that we are doing is not as friendly as we wanted. So we, we went back to the drawing board and redid everything from scratch, right We started we, we knew everything that the game would have approximately and uh, started from the user experience backward and made the UI um, very intuitive and easy to use compared to having like um, different uh, little pop-up boxes for every items, which most of the game has. Our game is uh, like very UI heavy because of the complexity. So uh, we, we went back to the drawing board, got feedback, uh, and then when we pushed out the second version, the comments were: Oh, we so co- people with color blindness won't be color blindness won't be able to see this. They won't be able to notice the, wow. feet, uh, you know, those those items. Oh, uh, people with impaired vision will not see these buttons because they are too small. So right. before we went into development, we uh, redesigned the UI for the third time and implemented all these. Feedback into it and made sure we cater for color blindness, for impaired vision, and uh, like uh, functionality that would make it easy for you to understand the game. Uh, It's influenced by Stellaris, where you have a normal tooltips, and then you have if you hover for a longer time, you have a detailed tooltip that would give you more more uh, uh, details about the system and how it works. So Mm -hmm. we've implemented that too. And uh, yeah, that, that comes from releasing not, not only the game earlier, but ideas and, and screenshots and, uh, you know, devlogs earlier.
0: Right. So, yeah, Feed, feedback is so important. And it's so, so pivotal, especially, I think, with indie teams, because you have such smaller uh, resources that you can't really outsource to, you know, have giant uh, beta programs or whatever it might be to have these communities that want to help and we'll give you that feedback to make sure that even before you know you get so far into development, you don't find out that when you try to release the game, you're like, oh, you know, rushing in that last hour to be like, oh, we have to make this change because people yeah. can't see it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, we 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 certainly don't want to be in this in this issue.
0: I remember, uh,
1: I think it was uh, Among Us. Uh, they had to uh, implement a new way to connect wires because it was all color based, and people with color blindness couldn't uh, understand the difference between right. the, the different wires. So they had to put shapes next to it. So we've implemented that uh, right from the beginning. And for us, although it extended the timeline by uh, approximately seven months, uh, it, it would have been costlier to do it in the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah and and like we want to to cover a, a a larger wider range of audience and we we just want to make sure we we try our best to you know uh, accommodate for 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 these problems
0: Yeah I love the I love the passion behind this project I love the ideals that all of you are setting forward um for those listening Business Heroes Food Truck Simulation is currently in development. But if any of this sounds interesting, definitely go check out their Steam page. Um, you can wishlist the game to be notified when it does go live. You can also uh, search for that Kickstarter page, which we'll put in the comment section when we upload this episode. So you'll be able to no- uh, click that notify button so that you're notified whenever it does go live. Uh, once again, to both of you, thank you so much for coming on today. It was a pleasure to have you.
3: Oh, yeah. thanks a lot, Josh. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Josh.
0: Yeah, thanks of course.
1: for